and welcome to the Funny Style Podcast, a podcast that will soon have theme music because I've been told that it's a shitty intro where it's just silence and then me talking. I don't know what that was. Here's a question, right? If you're going for theme music, are you going more in the style of like funny style or are you going for... I'm My plan is is to actually go on like Fiverr and get like a like a hip hop DJ drop person mm. to play <laughs> to, to music the and then scream yeah. the intro into the yeah, microphone yeah. like Funk Master Flex, <laughs> and that's what'll start the podcast once I get that done. Okay. Um. So welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host Chris Robinson. Today we have Ash Cash and Rafiq Shaheen. So well, I I already know how Rafiq's weekend was with comedy. How was yours? Um, I hosted Murdoch's. I didn't do so hot, or else I didn't feel like I did so hot. But uh-huh. I've kind of been off my game the last couple of weeks. But you know, no. that's it. Oh, yeah. Well, I've never, I've never, I don't think, I don't think I've ever been to Murdoch's. What is this? Was there an audience? Like, yeah, there was an audience. It was forty-two people. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, because I have to count them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a forty. Yeah. Oh, cause that's the bonkers. That's yeah, it's the bonkers. bonkers. It's a bonkers oh, okay, room. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's like a, a a laundry list of things yeah. <laughs> that you yeah. get. It's specifically why I stopped hosting for Bonkers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, so like the few times Bonkers had me host, and like I love working for them, but it was always like a little weird on the host side because it's like, why is the room not doing this? Like, is it my job as the host to just pump up the comedy kind of? Yeah, yeah. You know? You're a, you're a MC. They right, specifically yeah. call it MC and I think that's why because it's your job to start it up. It's your job to count the people, collect the comic cards, deliver the comic cards all the right. way on the other side of town. It's a whole lot. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I can't do this anymore. So I tried, this is what I, I said before, like I, I, I tried to get feature work there mm-hmm. and I just wasn't getting it. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I definitely ain't doing this host thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they brought me back to headline. So that was good. There you go. Um, so how was your, well, yeah, I'm going to see from your perspective, how was your weekend? Um, my week was pretty good. You know, I kicked ass on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, where were you Saturday? So we did the uh, joke joint, which is. Oh, uh, Alex Soto's. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was a lot of fun. Like, you know, the audience was. Therefore, the pacing <laughs> threw me off a little bit. Like, we had an intermission in the show, <laughs> yeah, which I was like... What was in the intermission? Music? Or? It was just a, no, a 10-minute, like, smoke break, break kind of yeah. thing. But I didn't know that that was coming, and there was no warning. So, literally, as Rafiq is, like, doing his final joke... Mm-hmm. I'm walking towards the stage. stage. Yeah. And then there's a break. And then Alex is like, we're going to take a 10 minute intermission so you guys can smoke and get something to drink, go to the bathroom. And then I had to awkwardly walk away <laughs> after right. it was very clear that I was all excited to jump on stage. Mm-hmm. The thing that, for me, the thing that made it the most awkward was like, you, there's not like a really, it's a great space, but there's not a green room. Yeah. So, so they, like, he and I were awkwardly standing outside while people were like coming up and being like, you're great. And I'm like, stick around. He's coming up. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> but, like, um, you thought I kicked ass. Yeah. Wait until this guy gets up there. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, no, it was it was it's a great room. So okay. yeah, congratulations, to Alex Soto. And if you're, is it like a theater kind of thing? Or? It's a how do I describe it? So it's I'll, in a plaza, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But it's really cool because it's he had all of the walls like I guess a like a banner person or whatever came mm-hmm. in and put like 
a city skyline on either side. Oh, okay. So, so it's like he, he own, yeah. like not owns the room, but it's like yeah, his it's room kind of, to do his comedy and nothing else? Or Well, no. So they, it's like a supper club is what he's doing with yeah. it. So they have certain nights of the week, they have music. Mm-hmm. Um, certain nights of the week, they're going to do all kinds of like, they have like a, there's live one night. Live bands. Yeah, and, different live know. bands. They had a cello player yeah. um, one night. And then there's consistently comedy on weekends, and I think comedy on Wednesday. Yeah, and I th- I think he just did like a, a Sunday open mic or something. Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. So. so yeah, so there was an open mic after the Sunday show. Yeah. Um. So if you're any comics out there, definitely head out to the Joke Joint. It's in Summerfield, Florida, so it's in the villages. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could a, tell by the fact that it was called the Supper Club. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like it's got kind of like an old school jazz <laughs> lounge feel. To yeah, because like it's got like the like the red velvet curtains yeah. around the walls it's it's just and then he has actually one of the tvs that's mounted there is just playing one of those uh 24 hour Fire, fireplace yeah. <laughs> things from like <laughs> <laughs> so it just yeah it has a very like cozy mm-hmm. vibe to yeah. it. it's very good okay. um but it's it's another one of those things where like i i sound like a broken record but every time a comic opens a comedy club it it's usually done right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just somebody who understands what it means to be on stage is mm-hmm. setting the whole thing up. Yeah. You know? Well, so. and so, I mean, like, that's always the thing, though, is because, like, if you've been up there before, you know, and someone goes, like, hey, how do you want the stage set up? Your brain is already firing off going, like, oh, these are all the shit things I hate about going to, like, Bob McFuckface's Chuckle Hut. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's I like, love that oh, place. <laughs> it's very specific. Well, it's, it's always like, oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, this is the one stage where, like, you have to skip the third step because they didn't cover up the live wire they put there for, like, yeah. doing the wiring or whatever. And it's like, if I'm opening a room, definitely not doing that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's like, because I made this joke when we did Bonkers. I was like, uh, make some noise for my feature, uh, Rafiq. I always bring him on the road with me to test the stage before God. I go up. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but that was fun. So I'm trying to think. I don't. I just kind of want to go into it because I'm excited. Sure. <laughs> so we have in our little comedy community, mm-hmm. we have a um, blossoming of two. <laughs> Uh, two lovebird comedians uh kevin dean and miss ash cash are dating which is exciting because they're like two of my favorite people in our little comedy thing so that's fun thanks Mm -hmm. and i did a uh i did a weird show with i actually didn't do a weird show with kevin Mm -hmm. this i think it was this past week yeah yeah the one with nick masick yeah uh, um no well so we did two actually so Mm -hmm. the night before we went to london house Okay. Which is this private club in Orlando. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard crazy. about it. Crazy. Yeah. Um so no so no one showed up. <laughs> but what well so what it is, it's a private club, so apparently it's like a hundred thousand dollars to join mm. and then like seventy five hundred a year to maintain your membership. All right. So it's, I mean, very exclusive. There was one guy that happened to be in there, and the reason why he said no one showed up 
was because it's summertime in Orlando mm-hmm. and all the tourists come yeah. to Orlando yeah. and all the rich people leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's hot <laughs> so as fuck. So they said there's nobody in town. Well, they just hate the tourists and yeah. whatever. So he's like, most of the pe- members of the club are in Europe and stuff. So just nobody came. Yeah. If, then, you, if you have $100,000 to buy a membership, you have enough money to be like, I don't want to deal with these peasants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, yeah, it was like there's bottles of Louis Thirteenth like in these cases on the wall and stuff. It was just mm-hmm. one of the craziest, like, and then they have these incredible bathrooms. It's so weird. Like there's, each bathroom has its own theme. So like one bathroom is like a, a London subway theme. Mm. So you open the bathroom and it's like subway tiles with like, signage from different oh, you know parts cool. of london yeah and then another one is telephone booths mm-hmm. where it's just two urinals but the urinals are telephone booths oh, i love that <laughs> there's one where it's uh it's a museum where like you walk in and there's like like a taxidermy antelope on the wall <laughs> and then like you know those display cases where they take like butterflies and mount them onto the thing mm-hmm. it's like that all over the walls right and then there's only one bathroom that there's is like like the geared towards women like bathroom. In, yeah. Where it's 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 actually kind of the sexiest one because it's all purses. Yeah. But they're like in a glass like the entire like the it's almost like damn near wallpaper, but it's just a glass case that covers the entire just room. It's different. Mm. Like and probably it, brand name but purses. Like Gucci and Hermes yeah. and Chanel part like mm-hmm. the whole room. It's a crazy ass venue. Yeah. Um so because no one showed up he actually, the guy rebooked us um, to come back and do the next one because, yeah. you know, nobody actually saw us. Yeah. So That's awesome. <laughs> so we're going to come back and do that. And then, yeah, we did the, I totally forgot about that. We, the following night, me and Brian and Kevin went down to uh, Fort Lauderdale oh, okay. to do so that's Nick a... Masick's show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It used to, at the old, what used to be Gatsby's, but now it's called something else or whatever. Oh, okay. But this has been a fun it's been a fun week for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the thing that's most exciting for me, honestly, about this week is I've, <laughs> for the majority of me doing stand-up, mm-hmm. I've been the only person in our comedy scene with a reliable car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my car is like a manual, mm-hmm. and I don't usually let people drive my cars. Yeah. Mm. I'm this, I have a manual, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've been the only driver for like five years straight mm-hmm. in terms of doing shows yeah so i'm i'm used to like leaving work already being tired from working driving two hours even though there's like somebody in the passenger seat yeah right. and then driving two hours home mm-hmm. so this week was the first time i was like you know what i'm headlining i'm gonna give give people some gas money and i'm gonna sit my ass in the passenger seat yeah. and relax mm-hmm. so rafiq drove yep and then jimmy drove the next day oh, okay <laughs> and then actually brian drove to um fort lauderdale, fort lauderdale. To fort lauderdale. yeah <laughs> it has been an amazing week for yeah. Me. yeah this is a completely it, different world yeah it's it's it is a different experience when it's like you don't have to be like mentally focused on the road it's completely different like i didn't i was amazed at how because i mean you would think if you're sitting in a car and you're not asleep, it's not that much different from driving. If you're driving, you're just holding up. But the mental work yeah. to be paying you have attention. You to pay attention, yeah. Yeah, it's... So I, I talked to um, Sita. Um, he's an mm-hmm. Indian comic. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually drives a Tesla. Right. We yeah, talking we were talking about, about that. that. And from talking to him, he was like, the Tesla's completely changed his life. Because he was like, I put in the address for the show and I can just kind of 
cross my arms. You got to touch the steering wheel every certain yeah. intervals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just drives me to the destination. Huh. And he's like, after the show, I'm exhausted. And he's like, I just get in the Tesla, set it up to go home. And he was like, you got you to gotta pay attention. Yeah. Because right. make sure it doesn't drive you off a cliff or some shit. Mm-hmm. But other but than it does that, it for the most other part. other than that, it just drives you all the way home. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's got to be. Yeah. I mean, like when you, you know, I like I've never really had a problem with the long drives because like I've always been doing the long drives, you know, like e- even not for comedy, like my last day job, I was driving like from here to Bartow, Florida every day, which is like 200 miles one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? That's nuts. And it's like, you know, the long drives, uh, like mostly a problem when it's like you start losing focus you know, or you start yeah. doing that thing which, like, you shouldn't do for disclaimer purposes, but, like, you're watching a video on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I got the He's whole like, ass man. movie on the way. <laughs> no, we don't do that. Right. We don't do that, quote, unquote. When I drive my uh, wife's car, her car has the um, active cruise control mm-hmm. where, like, you set it to a speed, but it, it won't hit the car in front of you. It has, like, a sensor in front, and it'll mm-hmm. slow down. But then once that car moves, it'll speed back up. Yeah. So you really, you're just worrying about the steering wheel. That's yeah. the only thing. And I have to be very disciplined because in getting comfortable with that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, wait, when was the last time I looked at the road? Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's been crazy because, I mean, my, my wife gets scared, honestly, when mm-hmm. I go out and do stuff mm-hmm. because, I mean, especially when I was first going to Miami just trying to like get my name out there Mm -hmm. because then you're going during the middle of the week so i mean there's days when i work from nine to five leave here at five o'clock drive three hours to miami Mm -hmm. do seven minutes and then drive three hours home and like have to stop and sleep at a rest area just for an hour just to you know get a nap in so i don't kill myself and then get home at two o'clock in the morning and then get back up and go back to work Mm -hmm. that's kind of the problem about like florida in particular compared to like up north or you know where like if you go perform in pittsburgh or someplace else or like boston or whatever you can do seven like shows in one night yeah you know because like everything is kind of concentrated in one area but the state of florida is so spread out that you go hey i'm gonna go like a crazy person and drive down to Key West for yeah. five minutes, yeah. you know, before I go back home <laughs> to work the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, no, it's dangerous. Like, I've nice. had, I, I didn't know, the, the the one time that really kind of humbled me was, I think I told you this, why I, I was hallucinating mm-hmm. while I was driving home one night. And oh. I was like, because I, I was, I'm on 95 driving home. And I was like, all right that's not a dragon in the middle of the road. So something is wrong. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever hallucinated. And it, just, but <laughs> and it was just a deer. But it, it wasn't that I saw a dragon. It's that I saw an animal in the road and my brain went, oh shit, a dragon. Mm-hmm. And I went, all right, my brain is not yeah. <laughs> yeah. functioning right now. I need to pull over. I'm going to die. Yeah, if he had given him like two more hours, he would have started seeing like Rainbow Road. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's Mario Kart music going off. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So now I got to figure out. So can you explain to us this story from the beginning? So 
I'm a romantic, so tell me the romantic. No, no, no not, not that part. Not, not the romantic part. part. So, <laughs> so long story short, and I want to hear the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, in defense of his lady, ended up beating up a man at the Orlando Improv. I mean, it's kind of romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you said he said that this guy had been like following you from South Florida. Yeah. Okay. So. In in South, he's like an open micer in South Florida. Mm. Oh, so he and is a comic. I don't think he is anymore, based on like what I've asked of other South Florida people. Like, I don't think okay. he's out mm. there as much anymore. But when I was living down there, I used to see him pretty regularly at open mics. But we didn't have a, any kind of relationship. It was more like I see you, I say hey, I know who you are. That's it. We didn't really have any extent of any conversation. Um, and I think it was maybe a couple months ago, he just like messaged me on Facebook. He's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? So I was just like, you know, okay, he's just seen how I'm doing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's talking about like comedy stuff, like he's working on his hour special or, you know. And what's what's his age, by the way? No idea. No I, idea. I would say maybe late 20s. Late 20s, white guy, black guy. White guy. Okay. okay. Um, so like prime creep territory. <laughs> 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 So <laughs> described he might 90% be, he of might the be listening. He might be listening As right now. Like ninety percent of comics we know aren't probably creeps. Like not saying they're bad people, but like let's be real. But yeah, like, yeah. no, yeah, exactly, exactly that. So he was just like messaging me about comedy, and then I could tell he started getting into the flirting territory, and I was just like, oh, and I kind of like stopped responding like i laughed it off i was like oh lol and i just kind of like stopped responding but then i went back into my messenger like later that day i don't even think it was the next day later that day and he just went off on me telling me like i'm a terrible texter my comedy is dog shit and you're a fucking cunt (laughs) (laughs) and i was just like whoa 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 whoa." so i i just blocked him i blocked him on facebook i was like i don't need this energy in my life (laughs) Then he messages me like, I don't even know if it was a couple weeks later or a month later on Instagram. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I didn't, you know, whatever. Please forgive me. Wait, so the, the initial ones are on Facebook? Yeah. And yeah. Then, so he's even, he's on multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah. so okay. he came on Instagram because he was friends with me on Facebook and I followed him on Instagram because he was another comic. So mm-hmm. there. And I just didn't respond to that. I was just like, I don't want to deal. Like I put him in restricted so I didn't see his stuff. Yeah, lesson number one, stop following everybody on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so then he pops up at a show that I did when I did Best of Orlando. I just see him when I was like outside in the lobby. I just see him show up and I was just like, oh. And... I was just like, hey, and he's like, oh, I just came out. Like, I want to tell you I was really sorry. And I was like, I get it. Like, you know, I'm trying to be understanding. Like, I get it. People lose their temper. Obviously, you have some issues with you. Like, I didn't say that. But like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, obviously, you have some issues, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, you know, it's fine. Thank you for coming out. And I was just trying to figure out, like, did you come here just to do this well because that's my question because he's a <laughs> so south florida like, yeah. comic yeah, he, so he, he lives, drove yeah, he from like from west palm beach that's the area he lives in <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i know this and i don't know like if he made this story in my in his head because it's like we used to know each other at open mics but he also worked at the Publix that i used to go to when i lived there hmm. but i only saw him once at that Publix where he was like my cash register i was like oh hey and that was i don't know so yeah. i don't know if that was enough for him to build up a whole thing in his head but um 
but yeah so I, I try to figure i was like oh what are you in orlando for and he was like oh i came to see you and tell you i'm sorry i was like okay and i was like thanks that's <laughs> thanks a, for that's coming out two and a half hour three hour drive right that feels like the first side of like a mental imbalance like <laughs> if you like i get apologizing for being a shitty person yeah. but if you go like any apology that requires travel, <laughs> I go like, eh, maybe it's best to just cut your losses. Yeah, like, yeah. So then I guess he messaged me the couple days later and he was just like, you know, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I tried to like, just do like a, it's like you know, apology. <laughs> and I was just like, it's good. I understand. Um, good luck with writing your special, you know, good luck with everything. She's giving him the goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Right. I was like, <laughs> good luck with everything. Good luck with the rest of your life. Hey. And then he messages me again. He's like something. And he's like, do you have a boyfriend? So I was just like, yes. Cause I figure, okay, maybe if I say that, that will whatever. And then. I just kept seeing more messages coming in. He's like, I wish you didn't have a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I love you and I can't live without you. Ooh, and no. so that's when I blocked him on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the smart call. <laughs> and then um, I think he commented on one of my videos. And then, yeah, I think I blocked him there because he was like on. It was, I just have so much social media. I'm not yeah. thinking. I have to be blocking him in different. Like he's finding me in different <laughs> right. places. He shows up at. So I, I and this this is what kind of like I've been off my game since this because I was hosting Jacked Up, uh-huh. and he of course Jackie knows of him and she says she's gotten similar messages from him like asking her if she has a boyfriend, blah, 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 mm. which she does, and her boyfriend's a comedian who they're always together. So I so, guess whatever. So he doesn't even have a type. He's <laughs> somebody female like, comedians yeah. apparently, and. I think he actually got the code to go to the show from her, but she's not thinking anything. She's just thinking, oh, like, she, he wants to come support. And I see him. I'm in my head the whole show, by the way, because I'm hosting. I'm like, oh, this guy's here. And so I, like, I kept watching him, waiting for him to leave. He leaves, and then, like, I come out, and I was going back into the green room, and all of a sudden he just pops up behind me, tries to follow me into the green room. And he's like, oh, can I come in here? And I was like, no, it's the green room. It's for performers. So I go in the green room. Then I was going to leave out the back of the Orlando Improv Green Room. But then, because I had already told Kevin, I was like, he's here. So he's like, oh, he's already gone. I was like, okay, if he's gone, I'm going to come out. Because I wanted to say bye to everybody before I left. So I come out and I'm in the main part of, like, in the back row of the Improv. And I go to say bye to Jackie and I just see him just pop up behind me. And he's like, we need to talk. Second time. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like we have nothing to talk about and i'm just trying to like dodge him and go around him and i just see kevin come up behind him and he's like hey bro she doesn't want to talk to you and in that moment i just booked it out back through to the (laughs) lobby (laughs) and then i just see kevin come up from behind me like five minutes later saying that he punched the guy i was like what the (laughs) hell happened (laughs) i wasn't there i just know what everybody else but jackie was there so jackie knows what happened and she told me (laughs) but i guess from what i heard happen is he's yelling at him he's like she said on stage she didn't have a boyfriend because i have which, a joke which what? is the yeah. sign of a <laughs> fucking lunatic i have right, a joke like, about being single on yeah. stage and he's like she said you're lying you're not her boyfriend so, like, everything we say on stage now has to be canon <laughs> like this is like a lifetime movie like right, a really yeah. shitty lifetime and I guess movie he, yeah he punched kevin <laughs> and okay. i guess kevin punched him back scott orban he put him into 
a hold. Oh, and, so like, he threw punched Kevin first. He punched Kevin first. Yeah, okay. Kevin would have never punched him on. Yeah. yeah. He was trying to like calm him down. He's like, you know, bro, like she doesn't want to talk to you. Just yeah. go home, leave her alone. And he's just like, she says she has it. She's a lying bitch or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> but what's crazy? So this is this is after the show. Yeah. So there's people in the lobby. Um, I or think a lot of out. there was some people in the lobby. Yeah. So the. <laughs> Cause I know I, I, when I walked out into the lobby while they were doing that, like I'm like so flustered and I like bump into like Jari and Will Mills and they're Mm -hmm. looking at me like, are you like, you could tell like the stress in my face, (laughs) but yeah, there were people out there for sure. I was, (laughs) but they took, I think they took him out the back through the kitchen and then threw him through that side door. Okay. Yeah. As Uh, you should. Like, (laughs) like it, this should have gone down like a real good fella style. Like, Hey man, we see you again. We're putting your head in the oven. Like (laughs) first, (laughs) you know what I mean? I was so, I was so, when we did the two shows and I was talking to Kevin about, I was so excited for Kevin. I was like, yes. (laughs) Because like, because Kevin, I've said this before. I'm like, Kevin is somehow like cool corny. I don't Mm. know how he does it, Yeah. but he has this very soft vibe, but he's still very cool. I was like, I always say he's like the Drake of our comedy scene. Yeah, for sure. So So did you see Drake with the yellow nail polish, by the way? No, yeah. No, Kevin's not that bad. Kevin's not that bad. (laughs) Ashes Jamaica. Drake she wouldn't was, let that Drake happen. wasn't yeah. that bad for a while either. <laughs> but for but for but for the Drake of our comedy scene to have the opportunity to beat up a man in right. front of Everyone. Jari and Will, like the, the two perfect people. <laughs> to get like yeah. that's who you want to see you put hands on right. somebody. Like, I'm sorry this happened to you, but he definitely earned cool points. Yeah. But, like He has earned respect for life yeah. for the fact that in the improv, in the lobby, he yeah. put hands on somebody. Uh-huh. I'm just so excited for Kevin. And so more happy. importantly, he put hands on somebody who put hands on him first. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's not he instigated a fight, but he settled one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad because he said that he was like, he, at first he was like, uh, am I going to get banned for fighting in here? But they said that it was very clear who started yeah. it and yeah. then he was just defending himself. Yeah. It even which got I'm glad like, about. It got to South. Like somebody messaged from South Florida, another oh, yeah. comedian, messaged me that same night. He's like, oh, I heard your boyfriend. Right. And beat up. <laughs> it's like, how did you hear that? He's like, don't worry about it. I was like, oh, God. See what I mean? But yeah. I guess the guy apparently does wrestling or some kind of martial oh. arts. Oh, well, not <laughs> as <laughs> <athlete>. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't do it well enough. He's <laughs> the fire whatever coaching staff he <laughs> That's so exciting. And he's, then now, like, now Kevin's yeah. starting to go down. I hope he gets a bunch of Nick Masick shows so he's riding around mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale looking right? for this kid. <laughs> 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 They're on the same flyer. <laughs> This guy is not getting on any shows. <laughs> yeah, I I highly suspect if you are a the guy who stocked a comic across a portion <laughs> across of the state, state across B, county lines, yeah. right? B who then got his ass kicked. <laughs> no one's gonna be like, he's got a good story to tell. <laughs> from what I understand, he's now banned from. 20 improvs and funny bone locations oh my god oh that's Wait, what i was told this one incident or? yeah that's what i was told oh, oh. Yeah. man they don't fuck around no well they i guess don't. i guess because you never it's not a it's it's the improv it's not a bar so yeah. i guess to them a fight is like a big deal yeah yeah damn but i well, mean that was make a, sure i don't ever lose my shit and swing on somebody at the improv <laughs> i mean like bob was always very clear of like hey man if you fuck around in here you will get tossed the fuck out yeah, yeah. One of the um, <clears throat> like, there was this period of time for the uh, Tampa Improv 
where like there were a series of bar managers in quick succession who all got in and then got the fuck out because they had posted up a policy that was like don't fucking smoke weed like here on (laughs) grounds yeah we know how hard that is for some people (laughs) right and it became a thing of like hey man I get that comics upstairs want to smoke weed, and I get that people go into, like, the parking uh, garage, like, the bay, but, like, fucking take that shit around the corner or something, <laughs> like. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I was, I, I, I'll be honest. I was very excited about this Kevin story, so now I'm going to talk about other things. <laughs> so happy. I don't know if I can make it more exciting, but, yeah, that was... <laughs> I um, mean, you were the first hand. Well, my thing is like, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, uh, I'm so disappointed. I was waiting for this version of the story of like, and then Kevin with a right cross, right. and then an uppercut. I think like it was Kevin a one-two right, like, It's like Kevin off the top <laughs> ropes, yeah. like. and then he, and then he rubbed his Jordans on his <laughs> right? on his forehead, like. He's <laughs> like, you scuff my shoes, I scuff your face. <laughs> my thing is like, I'm not even famous yet. Like, yeah. what's <laughs> It's What's going to happen? <laughs> Which this is this is kind of the first story on my series that I want to do and I still haven't freaking sat down cuz I want to do a version um some a series of this podcast where I have all female comedians mm-hmm. and I just ask you all your stories. Yeah. Right? I because, have one now. <laughs> yeah, it's because right. every time cuz I thought I thought when I asked I'd get like, "Oh, this one thing happened, this one thing happened." Every female comic that I bring this idea up to is like, this happened, and then this happened, and then yeah. this happened, and this guy's a creep, and this one's a creep, and this mm-hmm. booker was trying to like do this, and I'm like, oh shit, all right, this there's yeah. like a real yeah. Some I I don't get like a lot of like disrespect personally, but like I when I talk to other female comedians, the way like people will talk to them, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's weird. Nobody talks to me like that. But then Kevin brought it up. He's like, you know, you're you're a black woman. Yes, I was, I, was to to I was just about to say. I was just about to say. I was like, you're a black woman. People aren't going to do the same. But yeah, some of the I'm always amazed at the stuff that a lot of the female comics tell me that like people say to them. Yes, same. Like, you know, you have no business being on stage and da 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 da. And I, I how never, dare you think yeah. that you can be on this lineup with blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I never really got that because there's always like that thing of like. All right, look, I get her humor might not be your thing, right? Or I get that, you know, especially with shitty, creepy dudes, them being like, oh, she's on this stage because she's fucking so-and-so, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day- Which is a real thing, though. Right, right, but like- (laughs) But at the end of the day, though, it's like, hey, man, did she go up there and make a complete ass of herself? No, then she probably deserved to be on there over you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but, but the thing is, is how many men bomb their ass off and nobody says anything to them? Right, and so that, the, that's my point, though. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that, like they bomb their ass off and they're like, "Why did she get up?" And it's like because she's funnier than you. Like that's. <laughs> they always seem to particularly be upset when we talk about our vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> I was like you're talking about your dick like i don't understand like it's just a different <laughs> god forbid i talk about a yeast infection right. like <laughs> that did you see oh, that this might not be the way to bring it up but like uh that reminds this is a weird me segue no, oh, and that reminds me of that old south park episode where it's like 
they're talking about queefs. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's like the whole episode is like every time a dude farts on a guy, guys are like, this is hilarious. But the moment a woman queefs, yes, it becomes exactly. a whole like, yes. That's exactly this is what gross. Like. This is awful. Yeah. <laughs> and farts are definitely more disgusting. You know, they're universal. Oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one thing I did want to ask. Um, we had a we had a, a it, to call it an incident is far too strong of a term, but we had uh, one of our local comics was on like a I guess out of town podcast like like a remote podcast thing, mm-hmm. and he was talking about our local scene mm-hmm. and Brevard was, yeah, yeah okay and he was talking about how um, he's like the best of all of the new comics mm-hmm. sort of thing, um, and he's it's you a know, bold statement yeah. And he's, you know, working his way up through doing the mics and doing all that other oh, stuff. Oh, he was saying he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's... And I guess people were upset. <laughs> that, that's an interesting context to have now. <laughs> but, I mean, I... So, I mean, I like the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> so, for me, because, you know, obviously rappers are supposed to feel like they're all the best. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. But I don't, I don't see an issue with comics feeling that way. So I don't... No. I think it doesn't affect my life, so... Yeah. <laughs> And I think the person who this was, I think arguably probably is the best of the new, you know, comics that we have in the area. You know what I mean? There are a couple comics who on that relative level of scale, I go like could compete for the best. But to your point, I go, if all of them go, oh, I'm the best. I go like, all right, cool. Prove it. Like, (laughs) Did he say the best or one of the best? No, I think he said the best. The best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which I, I got to go back and listen to it and see. And it's hard to put everybody in groups. Like you mean people at your level? What does that mean? Like it's just such an arbitrary because people don't progress people at the same. <laughs> well, it's well, well. So no. So it's it's because this class of comics is still under a year. Okay. So the, like the new 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 oh, okay, people. Okay, so under a year. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, but I I never have an issue because when do we get to objectively? Because the weird thing about comedy. Is everybody's very like Erica Badu said? I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Mm-hmm. And comics are so very sensitive, They're like most sensitive to the people rid- I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculously sensitive. But whenever we have these conversations, everybody says I'm a dick. But I'm like, yeah, I'm. Th- I think I'm one of the best in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. I legitimately feel like I'm one of the best in the state of Florida, outside of the. Um, Outside of like the the ten year plus yeah. headliners that have been doing it, you know, forever. Yeah. In terms of my class of comics, people that are around the five year mark, I think I'm top three in the state. Mm-hmm. And even honestly, amongst the twenty year veteran comics, I'm probably in the top ten percent of them too. Mm-hmm. Which people hate to hear because <laughs> it's like I'm talking shit. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling that sort of way, though. You know, what yeah. I mean, you know, again, like everybody, you know, like especially in like any art form, but like especially in comedy, it's like you need to be on your own hype. You have to have the skills to back it up, but you yeah. need to be on your own hype. You know, like no Booker is gonna be sitting around being like oh so you think you're like above average like, yeah. you, you think you're like a little bit beyond mediocre like you should definitely come work for me yeah. you know like uh who's the um oh man what's his name um he's from miami area mm-hmm. um 
young Netflix, he called himself. No, like, I don't know. I'm young pretty Netflix. sure that's what he, I swear yeah, I that's what he called himself. Black ass stage. <laughs> 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 I didn't want to assume he was black, but, but yeah. <laughs> who else would call themselves young Netflix? Yeah. But um, he yeah. had a, uh, I think it was him and uh, uh, Ridiculous Nick, who I'm sure you've heard of from mm-hmm. South Florida. Yeah. And there was some sort of Facebook thing where people were talking about like who's the best and everybody was talking shit. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I was looking, I was literally online looking for where their local mics were. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm up here in Melbourne and these guys in South Florida are talking a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm going to drive. Mm-hmm. I never got around to doing it. But I was like, I'm going to drive to one of the mics that they host. Yeah. And I'm going to show up and show you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right, yeah. I don't think we have enough of that energy mm-hmm. in our comedy scene here. I think it's, and I, I understand that there's there's positive and negative competition Mm-hmm. You know, and I think right. I think maybe I like positive competition. Yeah, I yeah. think our comp. I think I think comics might be too sensitive mm-hmm. <laughs> and too mentally unstable, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to have real friendly competition. Yeah, but I would love to do more things like because um, like you know they do like the best of Orlando type of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to do an open mic where it's like, hey. You know, posting the Orlando comedy scene. Hey, Orlando, send your three best comics yeah. to right. Pineapples. Yeah. And Bavar is going to put up our three, three best, best comics. Yeah. Oh, and let's see fun. who's who. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when, when I get this van and I start doing this tour, mm-hmm. my other goal is is to pack the van with the best comics that we have in Bavard County mm-hmm. and just pull up to open mics all over the state yeah. with like six of us. And just murder, embarrass yeah. everyone who's there. Because I would do it strategically. I would pick the six strongest comics, yeah, and we would just pop in unannounced, yeah, and just ruin everybody's day. So I've talked about this with both of you before off mic, but like for me, I always pray for everyone's success. I pray for people to blow up just so a motherfucker can invite me onto their Netflix special and be like, "Hey, man, you want to open up?" Yeah, for like fifteen <laughs> minutes, and then just embarrass the fuck out of them <laughs> before you know what I mean. Like it's like, hey man, I want you to get to Chappelle's level just so I can show up behind you and be like, hey, follow that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> they just cancel the whole special. Right? Yeah. <laughs> be like, oh, we should have hired him. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, because I think I I think it would really, I think it would force comics to grow more. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because I think right now people go up and. A lot of people, I mean, they're not, they're not bombing, but they're just kind of, they're plowing along, and There's, and nobody calls it out though. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. scene, our you know the the, I don't even want to say our scene. I think comics in general, outside of like a place like New York, where it's just a, that cutthroat. environment is more cutthroat. That's why I want to go up there. I want somebody that is. Tell me the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everybody's lying to me. (laughs) There's a whole thing about iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. and not like, not that people should bully each other, but I remember uh, when I was first starting, there was like a host of like dudes in the Tampa scene who were legit killers, like Mm -hmm. headliners at the improv, like, they weren't getting every weekend, but they were getting like the Thursday night show on a routine basis who you would show up to the open mic and you'd be middling along and you'd hear a voice in the back of the room be like, can you get any hackier? 
because I've been I've been yelled at for like heckling because I got to a point where like, and I, I've calmed down now because I don't I'm not that sort of closer with the new sort of you know cropper yeah. comics. But plus, I don't go to so I go to pineapples. I maybe I need to I I keep saying this. I need to go to Muggsy's because Muggsy's is our Thursday night open mic mm-hmm. in downtown Melbourne. It's really good. Again, if you're a comic listening and you're in the area. Check out Muggsy. It's a really good open mic. I actually need to check it out. Maybe yeah. I'll go this Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I need to go up there because I, I think we need an environment like that, you know, because a lot of times people are, you know, you'll get off stage and then you'll ask, hey, so, you know, everybody's like, oh, so, you know, what do you think? How'd I do? And then for the rest of the conversation, we're speaking in euphemisms. It's like, you know, well, yeah. uh, you did a good job with this and you did a good job with that. I feel like if you tell me like, oh, hey, man, great set. I go like, oh, so it's mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not that it's mediocre. It's just that you'd have to be comfortable with the follow up conversation yeah. to tell someone it's bad because mm-hmm. most of the comics if I tell you the truth, we're going to be beefing for like a week, even yeah. though all I was doing is like giving help. you some honest advice. Yeah. yeah. I, for me, I go, and th- this applies to you guys if you see me up or anyone who's listening to this, do it in a nice way. But if I eat a bag of dicks, come up to me and <laughs> yeah. go, like, hey, man, you ate a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think people don't understand that. Like, you can still criticize someone and not be an asshole about right. it. Like, just yeah. choose your words. Maybe not do it right after, but like when they're in their <laughs> feelings, but like wait a little bit like, yeah. hey, that set, you know, this, this and this. This is what I thought about it from my point of view. Yeah. One thing. thing that's weird that I notice is and that's one thing that I think in our which is why I'm trying to get a lot of the more senior comics like they'll come on the podcast, but they don't really come out to the open mics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to get some of those more senior comics to come out to the open mics. Yeah, because for me to kind of tell off a young comic is a little weird because I'm only five years into doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not like a veteran to be like, well, let me tell you what you're doing wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's you know, it's like that hack court thing. Yeah. Like, oh. With Patrice. Yeah. You know, it's the idea of like, you know, what would be what's actually really good for your stand up to have a group of professionals look at your stand up and be like, meh. This is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Because also, and I was actually having this conversation with Jimmy after the Sunday show. was like people, oh no, it was before. But it's like a lot of people also, comics are starting to throw the word kill around. <laughs> yeah. Like it has no meaning. Yeah, yeah no, like, it, doesn't any, it doesn't mean anything. You're yeah, right. It's like, no, no, no. You, you're not killing that often. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Especially when you've been doing it for, you know... 18 weeks or something right. like that. I think what annoys me most is when I know, okay, that wasn't the best. Like, I got through it, but it wasn't great. And yeah. then somebody will be like, no, 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 you killed. And I was like, don't. I'm already, yeah, I've right, already accepted yeah. it with myself. Yep. You, ha- There's no reason for you to lie to me right <laughs> yeah. now. Why are you doing this? Like, what are you getting out of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's the reason why I because don't, well, I, I don't think people should use the word kill. Yeah. I always grade my sets on like A, B, C, right? Because I can tell... This was like a C plus set. Yeah. This was a set that did its job. Everyone was like, uh, okay, you know, it was fine. <laughs> right. And there's a vast difference between doing that and like 
doing like the A plus nights where like the the hero nights where it's like people are coming up to you going like, Oh, that headliner sucked, dude. Like <laughs> you should have been up there for forty five minutes and it's like, Yeah, that's a vastly different feeling for people being like, Oh hey, I you were a face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because people are well, I think a part of the reason why they do that mm-hmm. is because they want you to do the same for them. I'm not doing that though. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I like a fast if somebody does point. bad, I just don't. I don't say anything. Yeah. And if somebody does good, I'll go out of my way to go. Like I'll go find. If somebody does really good, I go out of my way and go find them to tell them yeah. that they did good. I've yeah. I've given a lot of. Uh, maybe I should like I said I should be braver like Ash Cash. I, I've given a lot of sympathy fist bumps. Yeah. I know. <laughs> to, to comics <laughs> after sets that I'm like. Oh boy, like I yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna see. Chris well, I think I've done it when they initiate the fist bump. I was yeah, like, don't yeah. initiate. <laughs> like, we're, we're what gonna, am I gonna do? We're, we're just gonna see Chris in like a week, like slapping people's hands with like, <laughs> you know, the fist bump. <laughs> oh man, but but again, it's it's weird because people are so. Like I think that how do I describe this? I think there's a there's a stand up comics personality, and I think there's a lot of people that do stand up. But they aren't comics. Yeah. yeah. Like a comic can take it. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole thing is you, you as have a to comic, be able to take you it. have to have thick skin. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So if you go up and your set was terrible and you walk to the back of the room and the other comics are leaning over their chairs because they're laughing at how horrible your set was. Yeah. yeah. That's a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we don't have that we in our to bring scene that back. because everyone's so scared to point and laugh in people's face. Yeah. I mean, part of it, too, is, you know, kind of something that the two of you had hit on before is, like, people are also concerned of, <clears throat> like, oh, what happens in six months when Chris is running a room and I laugh for 45 minutes in his face <laughs> about that set? You know, like, Chris is not going to want to book me on that. And it's like... But then do you want to be on Chris's show if he's that kind of person? Right. If he's not able to take criticism? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's a complete yeah. And I think it's about holding like, each other. We can't do it until we yeah. all start holding each other accountable for various yeah. things and yeah. being like, hey, you know, you're bad, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there was a there was a dude who I'd love him to death. Like, he's up in New York now, but a, a guy named Jared Waters who, like, Funny dude, but when- there's a Jared Waters here too. Yeah, oh, there's yeah? two of them. Yeah, yeah it's, I figured that out like two weeks ago. I was oh, like, wait okay. a minute. No, yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder. If, nah, he's not a comedian. Yeah. He just runs a room. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but like when he was here in Tampa, because we both started in the same class. Like he, I would get off stage. And he would like put his hand on my shoulder and just be like, "My guy, that set was trash." <laughs> 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 and it's like. Yeah, it was, and I'm glad you told me because I was getting off stage being like, eh, you know, like it could have gone better. It's like, like no, 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 it was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> just admit it, like, because there's so many, there's so many conversations I've had with comics where they're like bitching about like not getting booked in like certain and you want to be like, because you're not good, and I'm like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're like, I just don't know why I'm not getting booked at such and such, and I'm like. Actually, it's but like, I, I never like say the worst anything. people on the scene yeah, get booked somewhere. Yeah, and what I've noticed, a lot of these bookers don't do their research. They'll yeah. just see you on other flyer. You just have to get on yeah. one flyer, yeah, and then another flyer, and then like <laughs> nobody's ever gonna not. 
because and i think it's it's also on the bookers like they need to have some balls and be like you did bad on this show and i'm never booking you again until you like fix your act show Mm -hmm. me a new video show me you can do it and then i'll book you again but they just keep throwing people on just to and I know sometimes it's for diversity. Sometimes it's for whatever. She's like this, this bag of worms. <laughs> <laughs> and but like, just laid down like a list of unacceptable. <laughs> I know it's for diversity. <laughs> and oh they need God, a Puerto Rican comic. <laughs> but you're trash. Like, <laughs> But like, yeah, it's just just don't put bad people on. Stop booking sure. bad people. Well, so. Part of the issue with that is like if if you just look at it from a historical perspective in comedy, mm-hmm. we have definitely gone much farther to the point of you just need to generate content. Yeah, content, 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 and it's like the quality of that content gets worse and worse. The more and more you're generating. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you know, it's like 80% of the things we think of as comics are just garbage. And now we're putting those out there as though they're fully formed bits. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... That's a new thing is like a lot of like under... Like I didn't start putting out anything to like the other day. And I feel like people have just like, as soon as they start, they start putting out their open stuff stuff that they do at open mics with no audience. And And I was like, why would you, (laughs) nobody's even laughing in the room. Yep, There's nobody in the room to laugh at you. What are we doing? There's so So many clips that they're bombing in the clip. Yeah. 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 And it's like, (laughs) this is what you want the world to see. So I, I've been, uh, I've been debating about doing this just because like, I personally find it funny, but I also go like, fuck the algorithm. To, yeah. because i hate social media <laughs> it sucks but like there's part of me that goes like i just want to go and like clip a show because like i know i did good you know what i mean but i want to clip a show anyway and just put like canned sitcom laughter yeah, yeah, at yeah. the bottom <laughs> to just be like so what are you gonna do now the algorithm says i'm the best anyway yeah like, <laughs> i actually <laughs> i already thought i'm already I, well somebody will probably beat me to it but i want to do a sketch where we go to like moon room on like a day that there's no comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's just an empty room. Mm-hmm. And then the sketch will be an entire television crew yeah. with like multiple camera angles and yeah, yeah. boom <laughs> mics and lights and shit. And the comic is up there just performing for silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you that, mean that happens already? That happens what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> I mean, some of the setups that I see comics come to the open mic with, I'm like, are you here with a boom mic and a 4K camera and you suck when you're on stage? Yeah. Like at that point, I get recording every one of your sets because you want to watch it back, but you don't need the boom mic to (laughs) watch it back and (laughs) analyze. (laughs) But But even then it's like, okay, you got all you got all the videography set up, but like you came here with a list of premises, not jokes. Yeah. So you're getting up there being like, doesn't it suck when your girlfriend does blank? And it's like, I guess. <laughs> like, it does suck. Right? Yeah. It, it, I guess it does suck when she leaves the car unlocked. Like, what was the rest of the thought here? Like, no, it's, yeah, I don't. And the weird thing is, like, I don't know how to. Because, like, again, the whole, the, our scene, because it's small. It's it's kind of delicate, mm-hmm. meaning like if a couple of people stop getting along, mm-hmm. 
there's so few comics that if like this three started to beef with that three, it would fracture off and then right. it would like ruin yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like we got to get a little bit more bloodthirsty just because I think it'll make everyone better. Yeah. It will. You definitely. Know? I actually that's what my hopes were for what the Unapology podcast was because mm-hmm. it was killed Tony style. Was like, okay, we're gonna go up there. But do they? G- <laughs> they don't really trash people. Like, no, they don't trash people at all. See, I I want. I wanted I gotta f- talk the reason to I did I was because I wanted there. feedback <laughs> yeah. on my jokes. I wanted you to tell me, hey, that you know that that the whole premise is trash. Throw it out, yeah. or this is what you need to do. It's too wordy. With something even it doesn't yeah. have to be mean. Just say, hey, do I, this. Here's do that. the thing. I would appreciate like. If it is Kill Tony style, I would appreciate the meanness. Yeah. I want you to just slide a knife across the table <laughs> and be like, you know what to do. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, I gotta ask Judd if I could be a guest host one day. Yeah. I would I know I would just love rip it to trash it. people. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. You know? It's like like even your garbage, your sets garbage, your mom's garbage. <laughs> right? Like everything. <laughs> Which is what like old school pizza that I miss old school pizza. Because that's what old school pizza kind of became at one point. Because yeah. it was uh, the scene was so small, and we all kind of knew each other's material, so it just became everybody would just get on stage and trash each other on the microphone, mm-hmm. right? Like in front of like the eight audience members that was yeah. there. Um, which is the same reason why you can't really do that because, like Moon Room, to be fair, Moon Room is like a serious showcase yeah. for somebody who's like a relatively new comic. Yeah. So I don't really want to fuck with people at Moon Room. You I know, think Beachside right. Retro is a perfect environment yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. But it's also it's also a, a like a nice environment. So you know, like if this is gonna sound weird, but like when Winfield was running, like the open <sighs> mic, that was like seven people at the bar who did not give a shit yes (laughs) and you know like spaces like that you know like i've been at that space like a thousand times before there's a place it's near and dear to my heart because of how heartbreaking it was (laughs) but there was a place in tampa called the pegasus lounge where that already sounds like the (laughs) first this is what i'm like a foundational moment for me in comedy we got put up in between bands because they had booked like a punk showcase mm-hmm. and so like we're supposed to go up go do like five to seven minutes and that while the band sets up and i remember getting up on stage and my dude i hit four minutes and someone started playing an air raid siren <laughs> to get me off the stage <laughs> And, like, it was super embarrassing. I love that. But, like, I was determined the next time I went to, like, the improv or a real open mic, like, I'm not going to be the dude they play an air raid siren to get off the stage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just to give you an idea of how brutal it got at um, Old School Pizza, I remember there was one particular comic. um, He was on stage. And while he was on stage, it was so painful that I got on my phone and I looked up the old Funk Hot 97 Funk Master Flex bomb sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> and I plugged it into the system. No. And as, as soon as he was like, and my name is such and such, y'all have a good night. And I just went, <laughs> <laughs> like just bomb sound effect, bomb sound effect, bomb sound effect. 
<laughs> I mean, that's the reason why, you know, to this day, like the Apollo has always had such great acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is because they're not afraid to be like, hey, man, we brought you on this stage and you suck the turd. Yeah. So uh, here's a guy who's going to literally hook you off. Yeah. <laughs> I um I remember one time I got I had a again a, a Brevard comic uh <laughs> cursed me out one time because I lit him at two minutes and fifteen seconds yeah because <laughs> yeah. it was just like it's like you're ruining the show like yeah, yeah. two minutes get off. is all go, you go, deserve go 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 go, 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 go. <laughs> and he's like man that's bullshit because well that's another thing people don't understand I think because we're a small town mm-hmm. and there aren't that many comics getting stage time isn't very competitive yeah you're right. And because of that, people kind of get the sense that they're owed stage time. Yeah. yeah. And that it's a it's a right. Like, I come here, I have my five minutes to do my thing. Yeah. And, you know, this is what I'm entitled to. Yeah. Um, yeah. The time you get up on stage is absolutely yours. Yeah. However, you're not owed any of that time to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you start bombing, get you off. know, yeah, I've been... Like again, ridiculous Nick down in um, Miami. I've been at his shows. He will light people at a minute thirty. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you get up there and it's just clear that you suck, it's like mm-hmm. you know what, light. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's brutal. So I don't know. But that that makes for to you know to both your points. Like that makes for healthier competition. Yeah. If Ash and I are both competing to do time, and I'm bombing. Like an Ash gets this spot, that should absolutely be like an impetus for me to be like, I gotta get better. Yeah. Right. But I, I don't know. I think a lot of comics though are just. I think it's just a generational thing too. Yeah, that's true. And it's the way the world is. I think that's just the way the world is going in general, not just in comedy. Just everybody's more sensitive and can't. It's like there's. Like, I get it, like, the older generation was super harsh and, like, did things in a weird way. But, like, now we're going on this other end of where it's, like, you can't even tell anybody anything truthful anymore. Like, everything has to be sugar-coated. And I'm just like, can we get a nice medium? Like, we want to be honest, but, you know, you don't want to... I don't know. Not what? the pendulum. Pendulum always swings back and forth. I hope it swings back soon. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, it's always, like, the generation before is, like, ah... I just used to smack my kid in the mouth, like whenever he talked up. And then the generation who got smacked in the mouth is like, I'm not doing that to my kids. Yeah. And then the generation after that goes like, man, I just want to punch a motherfucker. So in the Gen face. Z is going like, to be beating their kids. Like, yeah, probably. Like, well, well, this, is, this is actually a, a, like a premise I'm working on is that mm-hmm. one of the things that's weird is I think the biggest thing that's wrong with the world today is people aren't honest about the fact that their shit is experimental. Yeah. Right. So, like, we've been beating children for 75,000 years. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first generation that, in mass, mm-hmm. did not get beaten. Yeah. That's good. And it's not going well. Yeah. No, I it's mean, not. they're nicer people, though. So, like... <laughs> no, they're not. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> No, they're pieces. You're not wrong. They're pieces of shit. They're nicer about it. And that's, I'll make that distinction. Like, the generation before us was like, I mean, like, look at any, like, 80s or 90s movie where it's like, oh, you think you deserve to be in this school? Four eyes? I'm going to try to drown you in a toilet. Those are the days. Right? And now we have a generation that's like, ew. 
gross. But, <laughs> I'm but, just gonna cyber bully you until you drown yourself in a toilet. Yeah, like, well, so it's more <laughs> manipulation. <laughs> yeah. they, they make you do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, and but that kid that got his head shoved in the toilet grew up to be Mark Zuckerberg and without yeah, it like we wouldn't sociopath. have like we this. wouldn't have Facebook <laughs> we wouldn't have SpaceX yeah we wouldn't have Amazon mm-hmm. we need all this stuff these new kids everybody's nice to yeah. them and they're terrible you listed a group of sociopaths as, as like the pinnacles of like what happens hey, when they're, you they figured it they figured, <laughs> they figured some shit out <laughs> We just Elon, gotta keep an eye on them, yeah. but yeah, no, they're good. Elon Musk is just trying to get to Mars because his bully is like just showing up at his office. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you, Greg. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I actually saw an article today that Jeff Bezos was in uh, Titusville, I guess, yesterday. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what a weird thing about this area is like. It's nothing, but it's yeah. everything. Like. Yeah, exactly. Ex- ex- that's a perfect way to put it. It's nothing, but for whatever reason. Because I was just like, "What is he doing in Titusville?" I was like, "Oh yeah, well, the you know, space rockets goes. and all that stuff." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So like, we have nothing going on, but the most cutting edge thing happening in the human race is also is happening. happening right here. <laughs> it it is always a little weird because like being new to this area, like. The number of times in which, like, I would just see something bright burning in the sky yeah. and be like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> Your house is shaking. You're just yeah. like, "Yeah, what's that? Oh yeah, rockets launching." <laughs> so you just hear a loud bang, and it's like, "The fuck?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, that's a sonic boom." <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I love. It. It's very soothing when it starts doing that for me. <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh okay, rockets are launching. Let me go back to sleep." <laughs> You know, I was gonna ask, and I think I, I think you just meant class, as in your like generation of comics. Mm-hmm. But did you take an actual comedy class? So I've taken a host class. I've never taken a comedy class. Okay. Uh, because I feel like comedy is one of those things that like you can teach the fundamental skills of it, mm-hmm. but you can't teach humor because humor yeah. is not only such like a personal innate thing, but it's also like it's very abstract. Right. You know, yeah. it's like, I, you know, I can teach you like joke structure, mm-hmm. but like, you know, and I get why comics do it. It's because it's a quick way to make 300 bucks off a sucker. But, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like, it, it, like, you know, like you read all those books and you can take bits and pieces from them. But like, fundamentally, it has to come from within yeah. at some point. Because I so I took a class. Right, and Same. it was you got yeah. Sucked out. It was that, <laughs> but it was uh, it was no, it was one of those things where it was like this is put on by somebody who books a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm new, and I want to fast track my way into, you know, the into the inner circle. So I'm just gonna do it this way. But one of the things that I do notice is I think I feel like. And maybe maybe we can create something like this because I I had created a document like a word document a few years ago that was a like if you so say you're starting in comedy mm-hmm. right so I had a bunch of hyperlinks so like the first one would be like I want to be a stand up comedian how do I get started and I found like a video mm-hmm. of somebody explaining basic open mic etiquette yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is what the li- I can't get over how many people don't know what the fuck the light means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, mm-hmm. and it's like there has to be something. You know, like this is what the light is. You should probably move the mic stand. Yeah. You know, don't look down at the floor. Try to look at the audience. Mm-hmm. Like just some 
basic entry level stuff. Then further down in the document, it was like, all right, here's how you structure a five minute set. Then mm-hmm. none of this is me doing it. These are just <coughs> video okay. clips yeah. that I found on YouTube of like much more seasoned comics. But I wanted to create like a resource that I could just that's amazing. I love share that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with somebody who's brand brand new. And I was thinking, I was like, we should probably. Well, we have the Facebook group. We can yeah. just put yeah. a link into that Facebook group at yeah. the top. And, mm-hmm. and then we, you know, we slap it on Patreon and slap up like a $300 price tag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but to be fair also, I mean, I don't know if we do it in a, in a way that's like, oh, we're trying to make money off of this. But like if we, if we were to sit down and create like a series of videos, mm-hmm. like instructional videos. Yeah. yeah. And like have like, hey, this is the this is the Bavard comedy scene, like how to be a member of this thing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I you know? do think it's important. Like again, I think you can teach skills. I think you can, you know, like taking the host class. Like Chris Gorgeous was the one who ran it, and like is he it, ugly? <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking. <laughs> I mean, that was a really like, hack joke. That, that's <laughs> I mean that's literally his last name, so I ain't gonna no comments. <laughs> but um. You know, I think it, it, I think like skill wise, it was great. You know, like I learned a lot of the basic fundamentals of like what the purpose of a host is, because a lot of times in comedy, unless you take a course for something specific like that, you know, your first time hosting is someone's like, "You're funny, you want to host the show?" Yeah, and it's like it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. You know, like and what you're supposed to be doing is not the same. You know, but like. I think, you know, when you're talking about, like, how to write and stuff like that, I think there are, like, some amazing resources out there that people should connect with. But when you're trying to teach humor. Like chat GPT. Right. Like, I, I, I did that AI show. Yeah. And I go, like, I don't like the idea of putting this into some schmuck's head of, like, oh, yeah, you're, you're equally able to be a comic as opposed to, you know. Like, um... Gary Goldman has oh, uh, that. Uh, the tweets it? are. It's or? like yeah, yeah he did like a, a collection. Thing. Yeah, of, yeah, it's like a, the peak shriving or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like it, like that's a great list. Yeah, you know, like go if you're you know if you want a weekly call to action, like people at home, this is your call to action. Go read that. It's mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. And yeah. what's, you know? what's his name again? Uh, Gary Goldman. Gary mm-hmm. Goldman. Okay, because yeah. I've seen it before and I've yeah. read through it, but yeah. I, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, like he he did a tweet every day for a year, mm-hmm. so there are wow. three hundred and sixty five bits up there that's like hey you know as someone who's like a professional with specials who was like tagged for like late night tv and stuff like that i go like if you're new worth a google yeah like. yeah hmm. i'm gonna go see him in fort lauderdale in september so i'm excited oh. just side note yeah because <laughs> <laughs> there's a like when i remember so i took i took duncan's class actually when I first started, I'm surprised you got this far. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I took his class, there were a few things that like some certain takeaways. So like one of the things that I really I was like, okay, this was kind of worth it, was just writing exercises that like you start like um, like there's just one exercise where you take a you take a subject matter and you draw a circle around it. Yeah, and then you start to draw like branches yeah and you add everything that you think 
mm-hmm. is funny about that subject matter mm-hmm. in their own bubbles around the original subject matter. Mm-hmm. And then you make a line where you try to connect them together in some sort of cohesive way mm-hmm. to where if you're like, all right, squirrels, you know what I mean? And it's like, all right, squirrels eat nuts. There's a nuts joke in there somewhere. And then they run back and forth across the street because they're fucking idiots and they're committing suicide all over the place. And then rednecks eat squirrels. And, you know, I've tried eating squirrel one time, blah, blah, blah. And then you figure out how how to order them in a way. So now you have the structure and now you just need to sit and think and get the actual punchlines mm-hmm. in between. Mm-hmm. And m- normally my writing style isn't that organized. I just walk around and think. But when I'm stuck and I can't come up with anything, sometimes doing that corny stuff of just sitting it down helps. with a piece of paper and like, all right, you know, what's in my face right now? There's a right. water bottle. You know, you know what I mean? And just start from there. Mm-hmm. There's a... So, like, I there are a couple things that I've, like, studied over the years as far as, like, writing techniques go. Like, there's the Patton Oswalt thing of, like, he writes an essay on a subject and then, like, he hmm. goes back and, like, puts, Punches like, up his essay? Well, he, well, basically, but he goes back and he'll put, like, a space between sentences and, like, write the joke there, oh. you know? Uh, and then there's, like, the the improv one that I heard was, like, Base like you you write out like ten emotions, I hate, I love, I am annoyed by you know whatever. I've done and then that one, yeah. You write out as many things as you can on you know like whatever comes to mind. It's like I hate dogs. Why do I hate dogs? Because blank, 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 and blank. You know. Uh, do you really hate dogs? What's wrong? With no, you? I love dogs. Oh, like, that's, that's a no, monster. I'm, I'm, Why I'm is that the sit- first I hate thing yeah. that came to mind? <laughs> Like just German shepherds is like a civil rights thing. No, or, I mean like yeah. I mean like I'm from Africa, so that's y'all. That's problem. That's <laughs> y'all. <laughs> We're not the uh, same black. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, the the only reason why I mentioned dogs is because like I I actually did this writing exercise like a couple weeks ago because like I'm trying to write a new ten minutes on pets, mm-hmm. and it, that's where part of the exercise was like, uh, I like. I'm annoyed by, and the annoyed by was like the fact that there is like a clear hierarchy of pets that people don't want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, like clearly the more furry the pet is, like the more we're like, yeah, this is a good pet. <laughs> and like the less furry it is, the more we're like, fucking Greg with the spiders. Wait, did you do this you know, at Lafayette like, Lounge? Wait, I, I did a. From, from I, earlier. Yeah, I, 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 I did. I did. I did like two minutes from it. Oh, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> you know. But, like, it again, that's the point is, like, uh, you know, I sat down with, like, a bunch of emotional statements and just went, like, okay, what's the topic? Pets. What do I love about pets? What do I hate about pets? What do I – what's annoying about them? What's, you know, like, blessed about them or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and then um, there's that. And then there's one other writing uh, one – which was like, what's the through line? Which is basically you do, you write like what your premise is, all right? So you go like, I hate when blank happens. And then you write on the other end of the, like what's the complete op- 
the op- uh, opposite emotional spectrum of it. And then you try to connect the two of them together, mm-hmm. you know, because because the, the whole thing in comedy is like, what's the twist, you know? So it's like if you can connect the through line between like, I love dogs because blank and I hate dogs because blank, you know, it's like you can connect them somewhere in the middle to be like, oh, I hate it when this happens, but I love it when they do this. Mm -hmm. Hmm. that makes sense because that's where the that's where the punchline is somewhere where those two things intersect yeah would be where the punchline is yeah Yeah. there's a there's a cat on the scene uh jokums Mm -hmm. uh, like who have you seen his writing thing before i haven't seen his right i've seen his set and it's good it, he, uh, this is no shade on him he has great material uh, he mm. showed me like a couple of months ago like one of his example because he was playing around with doing like the hero's journey mm-hmm. kind of thing and like he showed me like a fucking whiteboard of like <laughs> nine spaces that had to be like filled up to tell a story yeah. and i was like this is brilliant i just go up thinking dick jokes like <laughs> Like I'm working on, uh, I've only done the one album, but I'm working on this thing where, in the future, um, I'm gonna be putting together specials, like one special after the other after the other. After the other. So I want to figure out a way to kind of structure specials because mm-hmm. my writing style is I don't necessarily tell long stories, which I'm practicing learning how to do that. Mm-hmm. So even when I was putting my last album together. It was like, how do I make something cohesive out of just 125 random jokes, yeah, you know, yeah. and to organize it and tell a story with it? So what I, the first thing I had done is I'd, I numbered all the jokes and I wrote them all out on in a Word document. Mm. And then I was able to print them out and then I had different color highlighters and I would, I literally wrote down like, this is about family. This is about mm. politics. This is about whatever. And each one of those things had a different color. Then I went through all of the material and colored it so I knew what would fit kind of oh, where. Yeah. And I then, love the organization. Yeah. And then from there, I, this, I'm not organizing any other aspect of my life, mm. but putting together this album was the first time I was like, all right, let it's me try. autism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the next thing that I want to do um, that I coming up with a plan for but i got i got to do more testing to see like if the concept actually works because one of the things that i've noticed from performing is i have a lot of like edgier material Mm -hmm. and there's a sequence in which you kind of have to do it for it to work Mm -hmm. like you have to start off with lighter material right or you can start off with something offensive but you have to stand ten toes down in it as you say it. Like there's a right. structure to that, right? Mm-hmm. And what I notice is even, I mean, even over this weekend when I'm, we were doing the joke joint, I would get deeper and deeper into dark stuff, and you just there's a point at which you just start to lose them. Not because mm-hmm. they're a bad audience; it's just the human right. emotion can't continue to like yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, you're right? Gonna, you can't, talk you about can't. school shootings again. Yeah. Like, so what I what I want to do is create like a graph where like the bottom of the graph is like benign mm. and the top of the graph 
is like heavy mm-hmm. and then have like literally figure out through experimenting on stage what like the wave structure would actually look like yeah. of yeah. what it, what would be necessary to get away with saying some of the fucked up shit mm-hmm. and then how are like all right i can get i can get three dark jokes in before I need to lighten it up yeah. a bit and then give them a break. It's like, what's the cosine right. tangent of the... Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so I want to create... So my, my, my vision is eventually, when I'm ready to do specials, I want to be able to have my Word document with all of my jokes, you know, coordinated by subject matter or like like chunks. Mm. You know what I mean? And then be able to look at a whiteboard with a wave on it and go, all right, this is all my darkest shit. And then let me space yeah. it out along this graph and then figure out where the lighter stuff fits in in between so that I can yeah. space it. I, I guess or, it is borderline autism. but <laughs> <laughs> Or you could just put all that data into chat GPT and then and it'll just, just, <laughs> just like tell this. <laughs> I, so one thing that like i learned early on and this is something i recommend to people is like when you write because like i don't know for most people i usually write a title to the joke yeah uh, but like it like i'll write that title and then i'll put parentheses what the subject matter is yeah so it's like never puts down the toilet seat and then parentheses family and then I'll do like a second parenthesis that's like clean or dirty. Oh, okay. So that way it's like, okay, cool. When I'm sorting this out mentally and I go, oh, I need to build a 30-minute clean set, I go like, all right, well, these are all the clean ones here. And it's like, oh, but like I don't want to do clean politics, so <laughs> <laughs> I can just ignore these jokes yeah. here, you know. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's like that sort of structure is just like helpful because it helps you kind of organize in your own head. Mm. Yeah. Because well, for two reasons. Number one, I also kind of write just titles of jokes that's because like, yeah. I have a bad habit of leaving my notebook all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and I also don't want somebody to be able to pick it up and then know what I'm working on. Like I like it for it to just be cryptic, cryptic random. Yeah, that's like, how mine is too. It's yeah. just titles of jokes. It'd just be a manifesto. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like there's like the it's like one of my opening jokes where I talk about like this alligator thing. It's it, the title of this story about an alligator is sensitive audience, mm-hmm. mm. and anybody might see that on a set list and have no idea what the hell that means. But yeah. I know that it's this joke about the alligator, yeah. right? You know. So I've I've been using an app for a while called the Comedy Companion that I really enjoy hmm. because oh, like. On the app, you can actually sort jokes by like what's completed and what's in development. No, oh, cool. so you can tag a joke up front to be like, "Hey, sensitive audience, like in development." And then when you go back to look, you know, because it also lets you build set lists. Mm-hmm. So when you go back through it, you can go like, "Hey, hmm. this is thirty minutes of in development uh, material." And this Was is it the comedy? comedy companion? Yeah. I just use OneNote. Like, I don't know if you guys yeah. know OneNote, but I just have yeah. all my jokes listed out with the names and then in it. Well, before what I used to do is like in each page, it's like pages and tabs. Mm. Like I'd have the joke written out word for word, but I haven't actually written out anything word for word in like 
six months. (laughs) But it's like it's it's listed out and it's listed out in the order of how I would do it if I was to do everything together. Mm. And then at the end is like draft. So stuff that I haven't fleshed out yet and made into a full joke. See, this is this is the th- problem I have with talking with comics is y'all are way smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, like, a, you I'm say, an engineer. You say that just makes me feel bad because it's like, oh, I still write with pen and paper. Like, <laughs> oh, I still write with pen and paper for sure. Yeah, I have like, um, oh, I guess that, yeah, yeah. These, uh, I still have a book. These notebook too. things. Yeah, I probably have fifteen of these. Like mm-hmm. one in my car, one in my house, one in the office. Like, yeah, all over the place. But the, but then the problem is is when I do go out to an open mic and I'm like, all right, what new material do I have? Well, there's something in there. Mm-hmm. There's something in the notebook that's in my car. There's something in the notebook that's in my house. Something in your phone. Something yeah, in your head. There's stuff in my phone. <laughs> right. There's stuff in my head. It's like I got to get all this shit together. So that's what I I find is most useful for me about the companion is just like because I'm that same way too. Like I have like a dozen sticky notepads just like scatter around like some sort of amnesiac yeah you know that like you'll and it's like you'll fucking like flip through a notebook and it's just like dog bollocks and it's like i have no idea what the fuck that means yeah i've lost a lot of (laughs) i've lost a lot of jokes like that where i look at my phone and there's something in there that like all right i have so many topics like this was a joke and i lost it in my head yeah right yeah let but me see if I can find this. That, that's the thing I like about the app is because, like, in the app, you know, like, I'll sit down on a Friday, you know, if I'm not booked or whatever, and just be like, all right, time to sort through as much of this as I can stomach. Yeah, I just have a list <laughs> of know? random thoughts, and now I just don't even know what they are anymore. That's but, what, see? I think I was looking at today, and it, it just the title was just Magical Negress. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what is this? Because it sounds like it would have been great. <laughs> That's always that thing of like you're in the shower and you're like, oh, this jerk is going to be perfect. I hope you last the five minutes yeah. until I get the fuck out. Yeah, here's one. It says Robert's Rules of Order. I have oh, no, no fucking idea, idea what that means. I don't even know who Robert is. <laughs> he never met a Robert. It's I, right that here. sounds like um, that navel thing. <laughs> it's And it's right here amongst all these other jokes. So I know it's a premise. <laughs> but whatever that was is gone. God. It's Yeah, it's I like, have no... This is terrible. What else is in here? Uh, yeah, some of these I actually use. But yeah, no. Some of these are really bad. I really want to know yeah. what the magical negress joke was about. Like... <laughs> Is that even a word? <laughs> I mean, there's the ma- magical Negro trope in Hollywood. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> All right, so the comedy. Co- I'm, I looked it up while you were talking. So it's the comedy companion by Productivity. I uh, let me. Looks like is the name of the app. It's actually interesting looking. Shows like a little devil on the. Yep, it's exactly yeah. what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's got a little devil like emoji face thing. Heathens. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Why so, is that yeah. our symbol? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> So, like, okay, so if we're sharing for your audience, there are a couple of things in general. So the Comedy Companion app, right, like, you can see here for the folks at home, it has a listing of, like, all the jokes that I consider are complete. Mm -hmm. And then you flip a switch. These are all the ones that are in, like, development. I love that. Uh, And then when you go over to set lists, you can build a set list and then... You can load it up into a show. Oh, okay. And then when you click on that, right, you can actually click on it and it will pop the joke open. Uh, So, 
What's the record? Does it record? It actually records. See sets. how long each one takes. <clears throat> no, you can act, get an audio recording of the set. Oh, okay, but it's not like. Well, so you. Assign, I was like, can you assign like a certain chunk to a certain so you know how? So cool. you a- and you, you can listen to it in order, like like the right. order you want to put it in. Your and you actually can put up like how Time. long the joke takes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Uh. I do that for sure. For every single joke, I have like I do it to like the nearest fifteen seconds. Right. That's and it, it, if you don't like that app, there are two others that have been recommended to me that I've played around with. Mm. They seem fine. I just haven't felt the need to switch over. There's another one called Stand Up Writer, which like will literally set you up with like building premises, building shows, rate your performance, stuff like that. And then there's another one called Laugh Draft, uh, which will like literally help you like giving you prompts to try and build jokes out of that and you know stuff like that that all seems a bit more involved (laughs) for me but it's useful yeah yeah again i sit on what i consider like like smart not bright so i go like oh this is fantastic gotta go right over my head (laughs) (laughs) because no my well my system's way I'm a dinosaur compared to <laughs> what you're talking about. My okay. system is I go out and buy the composition notebooks and have like that way it's easy to keep stuff organized. Yeah. So like this composition notebook is for this movie that mm-hmm. I'm writing. <laughs> this composition notebook is for a stand up special that I'm writing. So like right. one of the things that I'm doing is and I'm trying to I was talking with Jimmy about this again over the weekend, just about I'm to the point where like, I want to, I want to start to really say something with my comedy. You know, I want to have some sort of significant thing that I'm talking about. I don't, I don't just want to be up there making people laugh at dick jokes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening now is I'm writing all this different stuff, but I can just tell, all right, this is not going to fit with this Mm -hmm. and this is not going to fit with that. So instead of just writing and just having this huge amount of disorganized stuff, I have different notebooks. So like I have, I know at some point I'm going to do a special where Mm -hmm. it's all about this subject matter. Like this is going to be the special where I break down this subject matter. And then those jokes that are relevant to that subject matter will go into that notebook. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, this book is for that subject matter. This book is for that subject matter. I got this book is sketches this, you know, so I'm kind of in that same boat. Like, I'm not at that level yet because, like, people don't really hire me to be a headliner. Mm. But, like, I know special-wise, I know the theme that I want for every other special. Yeah. Because, like, I, I don't know why I gave myself this challenge, but I know, a co- like, years ago, there's something about, like, the cyclical nature of comedy that's appealing to me. So I don't want it to be like my first special, but I want every other special to be like a journey through comedy. Mm-hmm. So like on a visual level, I like I want my first special to just be me in a jester's outfit on stage <laughs> telling jokes and not referencing that at all, but telling like kind of like almost archaic style jokes. Yeah. And then like the fourth special would be like, all right, now he's in a troubadour outfit. And then <laughs> and like kind of working up to like 
if I get to 20 specials, people are like, he's doing like 90s prop comedy jokes <laughs> in this one. And there's just something about that that I go like, that would be so cool to get like a kind of visual walkthrough of like the, the history, history of, of comedy. Because yeah. yeah. you know? like I know like the first one I'm going to do will basically be my first album. So when I did the album, I, I double checked this. I was like, hey all of this material I can do in an actual video recorded special, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, you still own your own material, so you can redo it if you want. So I know my first album's gonna essentially, I mean, my first special will basically be my first album. Yeah. 64, it was just a mixtape. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, now just, he's moving up to DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just revamped and moved some things around and that'll be the first one. But the second one, I know um the title and what it's all going to be the third one i know the theme of it and who i would like to direct it but i would have to be famous at that point <laughs> um <laughs> and then the fourth one i'm not sure so now so i'm like i'm three specials in that i'm working on all at one time sort yeah of. yeah so that's where i'm at yeah cool. i mean it, it's hard to find kind of like the thematic through line to what your like not only what your style of comedy is but like what you want to say you know mm -hmm. like um on the friday show or saturday show you know like uh that that series of closers is because like one of the things i want to say in my comedy is like hey man i don't care what kind of misfit you are like be cool with like accepting yourself like yeah. it, it's awesome that you are you mm -hmm. you know uh, and you know when you're talking about building kind of like this identity of like what this special is going to be about like I definitely I know the title of my first one yeah. <laughs> and I know what I, I want it to specifically be about like hey man just learn to accept yourself as you are like you're fucking awesome as long as you're not touching kids yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I think it's a good place to close. It's been real. Do you guys have anything you're plugging coming up soon? Uh, I am doing Lizette's uh, this Thursday. Woo! Uh, yep. The 8th. If you are local uh, to the Brevard County, show up. Uh, you can also catch me at Gregory's uh, next weekend. Oh, awesome. This is your uh, first time hosting Gregory's, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh but that's all I got on the calendar currently. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell, but I'm doing don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how that show is promoted at all. Because everyone you talk to about don't tell goes like, I can't talk about it. And I'm well, no, like, you know, the uh, there's a website. So you can go on the website, but I'm doing the one. It will say... I think it's going to say Tampa area. And then they release the location 12 p.m. the day of the show. Mm -hmm. So you can buy the tickets. It will tell you the general area it's going to be right. in. Um, so I can't tell you exactly where it's going to be, but it's in Tampa area on June 9th, Friday. <laughs> it's actually really genius what they're doing with it. They're making a lot of money also. Right. And uh, again, not anything against the premise. Yeah. I just go like every time I talk to someone – uh, they'll be like, I'm doing Don't Tell. And I go like, great. What area? And they'll yeah. be like... I can't tell. Right? <laughs> you can't <laughs> tell. Like, I know what I can tell based on what the website has. Yeah. And the website <laughs> says, I think, East 
Tampa or East Ebor. So it's yeah. like I'm just not gonna <laughs> give more than that. Right. <laughs> but what's cool is like they have this. They have their social media following that's humongous. Mm -hmm. So when they start one in a new area, they pack it out immediately just because the brand itself is famous. Right. Know? So the show doesn't really have to build. The brand itself will pack out a room. I mean, I don't. I don't know that I've. I've done a don't tell show where it wasn't sold yeah, out pretty much. Sold out, yeah. yeah. So let me see what I got this week here. I have Thursday the eighth. I'm at Helmut's show. Boy, I wish I knew where Isn't that it was. Helmet. Helmet. Yeah. Is it? Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't. Pretty sure. I put Helmut so it sounds a little fancier. Is his <laughs> name really just German. Helmet? <laughs> that's how I've heard him say it. Oh, okay, but, so that's just yeah. Helmet. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then February 9th, I'll be featuring for Jake Clark. On uh, Jenny Gonzo's show, mm -hmm. so that'll be fun. Uh, let's see. The following week, I actually have pretty much a week off, which will be interesting. That's nice. Yeah, but, but also not nice. Yeah. It's nice <laughs> and not nice. <laughs> but the week after that, so I'll probably run through some open mics that week because the following week I'm going to be at Looney's Comedy Festival in Minneapolis. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm doing it's Yay. a comedy contest, and I'm going to try. Well, not try. Um, I'm going to bring the some podcast equipment. I'm going to go around and interview like people that are taking part in the festival. Cool. And then I'm trying to interview some of the bookers cuz one of the ladies that I've emailed back and forth with her before, but she is the booker for the New Faces portion of Just for Laughs mm. festival. Nice. And she's going to be there. Oh, okay. Um so I would like to get an interview with her to be able to kind of break down cuz the next thing I want to add to this podcast is I want to start interviewing club owners. Yeah, because I think that would be a perspective that would be really helpful to get some of that yeah, information that comics sure. need to hear. Yeah. Well, this has been the Funny Style Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Good night.